Welcome back to Thoughts for Sale. This is part two of the Buffalo Sports Fanatic episode. Uh, so, so anyway, so talking about this team and all the ups and downs and probably more downs in recent history than ups, do you, do you guys actually believe in sports curses at all? Do you believe in jinxes? Are you superstitious at all? Because I feel like this team in this city, again, it's easy to fall into those traps because something always happened where we couldn't win the end of the story, like you said, Mike, right? We couldn't we couldn't cross that finish line and, and have a positive ending to this this narrative. I'm not like super superstitious, but it it always seems that we fall on the wrong side of things. Thirteen seconds, wide right. No goal. No goal. A goal that actually in the I think one of the playoff games didn't a goal go through our net yeah. or something like that? The fans through the players. outside through the outside of the net. We won that series, though. Yes, so I think we did win that series. Like how many times in one game did the puck go through the outside of the net into the net, and then you it kind of was a goal? He forgot Music City Miracle. Music City Miracle. How could we forget that? We, I mean, so, moments. So let's put it that. this way, guys. Moments that are so tragic in sports history and so compelling for the other side of it of uh, amazing plays or instance that. It has a name. <laughs> it literally has a name that is all recognizable right. by anybody. That this is why I'm not superstitious because do I, does anyone really believe that I could have done something different on those days? Like, come on. No, it's just a waste of time. I, w- I would do things like make sure That's- I wear the same socks every Sunday or some crap like that. Or like I would have the same outfit, which isn't as hard. Like if I'm wearing a shirt and a Jersey, if we won last week with that shirt and jersey combo, just wear it next week. Like that's stuff like that I would do, but for the most part, I don't think about it anymore. What about like sports curses though? Like we went through 17 years of not being able to get the Buffalo Bills into the playoffs. It felt, well, not us, but the team was not able to get to the playoffs. And, if, and it was a drag. Did anybody feel like we were cursed? No, I just feel like we sucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I felt like that's they fine. never. They never had the right people in place. Like it was always something. Like yeah. one year we would have a pretty decent defense, but the offense was garbage. And the next year, you know, it'd be like vice versa. Or, you know, something like that. It just I never mean, really worked out for the Bills. For the Sabers, I find it a lot harder to find to figure out why the hell they suck for eleven years. Like, how could you not squeak in a decent season here and there? Especially the Bills with a, made a sense. franchise player like Jack Eichel, let's be honest. Right. I mean, I know there's been ups I, and downs, but the NFL, the-, the NFL is very clear. If you don't have a quarterback, you ain't winning. And the Bills had some horrendous quarterbacks in those 17 years. We had a decent one in Fitzpatrick, and we came close. The, those teams around him weren't that good. And then we had finally had a semi-mediocre one in Tyrod who got us to the playoffs. Like before that is just hot garbage. And hey, the, that just requires well, uh, too much. Don't forget about- Drew Bledsoe who lost to a back bunch of backups. Yeah. He was yeah, a at, the time, <laughs> at the time our playoff drought was like a year though. It was only <laughs> we a year or two, I think. It. Yeah. Drew Bledsoe was it? Oh, two, Oh one, whatever it was. Oh, it was oh, probably Oh okay. two or Oh three. Uh, Cause Tom Brady started in Oh two. So it was probably Oh two. If you want to talk about one. talk about curses, we have like we we were on that SI cover with was it Sam <laughs> oh, Adams running well, back? That no, I thought it was um didn't was it Drayton Florence who picked off Tom Brady when we finally beat them 
and we were like four and zero on the season, and then Trent Edwards got that concussion and was never the same. Oh yeah, was that all the same year? No, you're no, blending years because later. Fitzpatrick was the quarterback when we beat the Patriots that time. Oh okay, well, but we started, the team we started. Right, you are right we, that the team fell apart after that. <laughs> we started three and zero, or four. That was like yeah, the God, third or fourth game. We started that season five and one and went six and ten. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was that the year correct. we lost to the Browns like six to three or was that? <laughs> <laughs> that may have been the same season, Mike. But see, there are these unbelievably hard to fathom situations that happen in that long of a playoff drought. And it's no different, like you said, Scott, with the Sabres now, which maybe the Sabres is harder to believe because in that tournament, 16 teams make it eight from each conference in the football tournament. It's it, especially during the drought. I mean, they just expanded it to seven uh, a couple of years ago, but during the drought, it was only six teams on each side. So it was definitely higher or lower odds, more difficult to get in on the football side. And maybe you can give a little bit of forgiveness here and there. And like you said, the most important position, we clearly never had a guy that was that was really good enough to put us over that hump. But on the hockey side, I mean, teams make turnarounds in a one-year basis. They go from last to first. It happens all the time in hockey. But this Sabres organization doesn't seem like they can get any of that straight. Uh, not that I want to go down that road right now, but... I'm just curious to see if you guys thought anything about curses and superstitions. I honestly sometimes get my my head wrapped in it sometimes, and it's not as much the superstition side of, like you said, like wearing a certain thing could maybe impact the game. Um, I will admit, though, which does have to do with the modern technology. So as Scott alluded to at the very beginning of our conversation, we have a group chat, right? And we're always texting each other, messaging each other during the games. I don't have cable. Surprise, surprise. Lots of the country doesn't have cable anymore. We stream everything, right? But it seems no matter what streaming provider I pers- uh, subscribe to, I'm behind you guys. So I literally have to take my phone and take it out of the room when we have the ball on offense because it's going to buzz what happened before it happens on my screen and it ruins it. For- Does that ever happen to you guys on your side of it? Justin, you're shaking your head yes. Oh, what's I, happened so, to me so I guess my little superstitious I've superstition I've started doing the last few years is like, well, now I just can't have my phone next to me until like the drive's over with because I'm going to find out ahead of time and it's going to be bad news. So if I take it out of the room, something good will happen instead, right? So maybe that's a little bit of a superstition. But I don't know. For me growing up, it felt like we had curses at times. It felt like we couldn't get out of our own way sometimes. I mean, we talked about some of the epic meltdowns. I, one thing that we hadn't mentioned at all is the Sabres were really good for two years when we were kind of all at a prime age to enjoy it, like college, late high school, we were all in a good age in like Oh five, Oh six, Oh six, Oh seven. They were really good team. And that Oh five, Oh six team that went to the Eastern conference finals. And three of us here went to one of the games together. That was amazing. But that team pretty much had the worst luck and injuries you'd ever see in a conference final to not let them pull that out in game seven. They they were like, what was it? Their eighth and ninth defenseman. You only play six defensemen. Eighth, ninth, tenth defenseman had to get called in off the off the bench from the minor leagues because of the rash of injuries, an infection in one of the defensemen's legs. Like these aren't even normal injuries either. They were they were just it's like that felt like a cursing moment to me. Like as far as curses, I think if you break it down play by play, then yeah, I would be like, that's awful luck. It's a curse. But if you take it a look over like an entire season, it's so hard to like rationalize like we're cursed. But like on a small play where it's just like like that oh five oh six, 
the puck is in between the defenseman's legs. That some I don't even know who, which one it was. Maybe Rory, and it's just standing there. And it's like if we had Jay McKee for that game, does he let that puck just sit in between his legs for the guy to pick it up and score the game-winning goal? Who scored the first goal of that game? Jokin Hash. I just want to check if you remember that. From he scored it from behind. Well, yeah, classic, I was going to say. Classic Jokin Hash goal. Justin's favorite all-time hockey player. Don't don't believe what he said about that. He switched Jackson. his favorite number to 55 because of Jokin Hash. Oh, man. I don't, okay. don't, I, to talk about curses, I think, sure, we've had all these moments of bad luck. But a curse, like you were saying, we're cursed. Well, where did it start? Why did someone curse the city of Buffalo? That's why I'm just like, it's pointless. Like, if you really believe in curses. Because they hate us. No. <laughs> yeah, but why we would they be. hate us? Like, what? I don't know. There's no reason. There's no, like, backstory. There's no, That's like, true. anything. There's not, we don't like, have a cool curse, like the great like Bambino. Chicago had a, yeah, Chicago had a cool <laughs> one, too. Yeah, the GOAT. Yeah. So yeah, we like, don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. We, don't we just. We just have the continuous losing and and finding new ways to lose. Do you guys have a moment, and it can be recent. It can be twenty years ago. Your proudest Buffalo sports moment. What made you feel in that moment like the most pride in being a fan of one of these franchises? Yeah, there's. 13 seconds left on the clock of the Kansas City game. <laughs> <laughs> so before the next 13 seconds happened, yeah. which which was part of the pain with that, right? It was it was pure, unbelievable, um, amazing enthusiasm celebration until that ball got back into Patrick Mahomes' hands. Right, because we had we had to put up two drives with like each moment was like so crucial, and both those drives to come back to even get it to that point. It's still talked about by analysts in the middle of this offseason as the best two minutes of football ever played. That's right. like Josh Allen said, though, like he doesn't care. They lost the game. Right. Uh, I mine is totally completely different. You said like proud to be a sports fan. Yeah. The the game after the little plane crashed in Buffalo mm. that was like the same. It was like the next night and the Sabres were playing the Sharks. And Craig Reve tied it with Speaking like of, 30 seconds left. I think it was even like, less. That was one of the like craziest, like emotional sports games I've ever watched. So in Buffalo, there's a lot of like emotional sports things that happen all the time. But for Buffalo sports, that one, like, like I'm pro- like, that's one where you see the team just they're playing for something else right like this doesn't matter to them it matters to win for everyone else and like they put i remember the sequence for craig reve scoring it was like just insane chaos but they would not let the puck out of the zone and they just kept firing shots and they finally scored it was and then then to to top it off which made it that much more special was that they they did pull off the win in overtime right exactly Yeah. yeah that's a good one scott Justin, you got one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so proud to be a Buffalo fan. Um, it's got to be when we ended the drought. I was actually lucky enough to be with Scott for this uh, in New York City, watching it at a bar. Um, so he leapt into my arms, and he started crying. I teared up for a little bit, that's for sure. 
game was amazing, um, but it actually wasn't even the Bills game we were watching. It was <laughs> right. the Bengals game. Because <laughs> they needed help to get in. And yeah, honestly, that's... to be proud, it would probably be that whole game and then also what Buffalo did after that, raising $600,000 for a team that's not even theirs. Yeah, I, I think I think that's true, yeah. too. I mean, that that maybe that's the thing to leave this on is, you know, no matter where we live and we still feel so attached to this city and these these franchises, Bills, Mafia, Sabres fans, especially more on the Bills side, it seems lately, because that's just where the attached fundraisers have been on the football side. We come out and we support all these causes. You see, you can find it all the time. Whether there was just one done for Dawson Knox and tight ends, did you guys see that one? Where it was yeah. all the tight ends mm-hmm. in the league were in a competition for getting donations from their fans, and Knox like straight up the leaderboard within the first five hours, way ahead of by everybody else by like twenties of thousands of dollars. We and had both just, of them. I think we had we Howard and Knox. Howard, Knox. OJ Howard got up there too. OJ Howard was third. We had Knox and then it was Kelsey and then OJ Howard. It's just it's just incredible to see and maybe that should be one of those proud moments is to know that, you know, we cheer loud, we are proud, and you know, when it comes to these type of things, we give back though too, and we try to be good members of the larger community at whole beyond I mean, Buffalo. Look at the shooting too. Yeah. I first thing I've thought of, right, when I'm like, if they sell those shirts. I'll buy one right away. Yep. Yep. The uh, unfortunate mass shooting that happened in downtown Buffalo in May of uh, 22 here. Um, the Bills showed up to volunteer. Another amazing thing. The sports team showed up and volunteered their time, both organizations, the Bills and Sabres, to give back to that community and just hand out food and hand out things because that was such like a community center that tops where that, where the incident happened, the shooting happened and they gave their time back. And then they had these special shorts, shirts made shirts that you mentioned, Justin. And they said they had the, the logo of the team and then it said, choose love under it. And then the smart thing about it, which I was thinking the same thing when I saw it, Justin is if they start selling these people will buy these. And that's exactly what they did. They, they put them up for sale within the week and sales went through the roof and the, large portion of the proceeds went, whole thing. went back to fundraising. It was the whole thing. That it's just, 25, it's, yeah. All $25. All $25 a shirt. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. All right. Well, the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up here, guys, and thanks for doing this. I mean, this has kind of been uh, a little bit different experience for sure, but, but really fun. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the topic. Uh, maybe we can do this again, but I want to talk about, we, we have some recent success. So we're talking a lot about the Bills because the Bills are, are having some success over the last couple of years. We all feel like we finally found our franchise quarterback in Buffalo, J.A., Josh Allen. Thank goodness. Seems like they're on the right path. Maybe we'll finally get that championship in that city that we've been dying to have all these years. What's it been like for each of you to have this transition of being, you know, we've been second-class citizens in the NFL, especially at the doorstep to the Patriots for two decades. And now we kind of get to beat our chess and be the aggressor and be maybe the overconfident one about our team. What's what's that been like for you, where where you live and and how it's impacted the way you cheer for the team? I'll take this one first, since I live in Boston. You live in Boston. You live in enemy enemy territory. <laughs> yes, please jump in. <laughs> oh my God, I was I've lived here for eight years, so I have literally been waiting for this for the entire time I've been here. And finally, when it happened, it's there's nothing but joy. And, 
I mean, I love walking around the city. I was doing it anyways when we were losing. I would walk around with my Bills and Sabres stuff on, but now it's even better. Um, there's nothing like giving it to uh, my friends or my wife who was watching the absolute beatdown playoff game in Reykjavik, Iceland, and she got absolutely blasted that night because it was such a, <laughs> a poor showing by the Patriots. Um, but it's just been it's been a lot of fun and. There's nothing like going around the city and finding other Bills fans and getting the uh, Go Bills. Sophie loves that, by the way. She'll intentionally borrow one of Daddy's Bills hats and wear it around town here in Syracuse because when I happen to wear mine, I'll get a Go Bills from somebody. So if she wears it and nobody says anything, we'll leave a store afterwards and she'll go, Daddy, I didn't get one Go Bills. I just, I just, I think it's because she's shorter. People don't recognize her right away, or maybe they feel like it would be a little bit. Well, it'd be a little bit rude to say it to a little girl or maybe a little bit scary, but you know, cause like even here in Syracuse, we're not far from Buffalo again, but I, I'll get it three or four times walking around a target or whatever. So she, she tries to intentionally get it. And then the funny thing happened the other day, Ava really wanted to get people to tell her go bills. But the problem was Ava wasn't wearing any bills gear. She was wearing a Peppa pig hat and she couldn't understand why people weren't telling her go bills. And me and Jess looked at her and said, honey, you're wearing Peppa Pig. They don't know you like the bills. It's not just it's not doesn't work for every hat you wear. Oh, sorry, I digress. But those are those are those are the kids. You know, the Go Bills is fun though to get wherever you go. What about what about you, Mike? What about you, Scott? What's your experiences like now? What do you feel about the teams knowing that? All right, I mean, it, apprehension still. There's always like, uh, yeah. I mean, we haven't as much as we have like accomplished. I'm still hungry. I'm, oh, I'm, of course. Yeah, I'm way too like hungry for more success to even be like to kind of feed into it. And then when I see like, you know, you see like the analyst or the the power rankings or the Super Bowl can favorites, and it's like, in to it like this point in the year, it's like I can't, I gotta like, I can't think about that yet. I gotta. It, it does feel way more pressure packed. I'll have to. I I want to jump in and at least agree with you there, Mike, and say that because I think that's where you're going. It it is yeah. like this uncomfortable little bit of success, and you want more, but you also don't. You don't want like the other shoot a drop feeling. Like when's this? Uh, is this real? Should we trust this? I mean, I think we are all feeling that in 21, after Allen's breakout year in 20 of was this was this like a one-year thing is he going to be able to repeat and he didn't quite have the same stats we all know that in 21 as he did in 20 but then that playoff run he took his game to another level Mm -hmm. and i think we were all blown away by it and uh yeah but now it's hard it's hard because they're like this favorite and we don't know what to do with that because even if we look back at when the bills were dominant those four super bowl years we were talking about they lost all four super bowls but they were that good to go four times in a row none of us were really old enough to even remember it at all or know what the feeling was like to be the, the the big dog on campus in the league and deal with what the pressure felt like. Cause I know I sit around sometimes now and watch games and just like, they can't, they can't lose this. Right. They have to win this game. Right. Like they're, they're supposed to win this game. It's that, uh, right. it's being a bills fan. It's the, the little voice <laughs> in the back of your head. That's just saying, what is going to happen? Something is going to happen <laughs> until I see that clock hit zero. There's got to be something exactly. else happening. But no, so maybe it's, this it's, is the way I should have framed that question. It's not as much as you guys believe in the curse, but it's just the beatdown and the longevity of it for so many years that you're still apprehensive. You're still worried. Yeah. Even when we're like, the best in the league, I'm still like, what's going to happen? It's Something's going to happen. 
it's not that I don't believe in the team or the player's ability or Josh Allen. It's more so it's the NFL. It's so every season such a, a grueling task to get back to, you know, okay, um, you know, to get past and get to the playoffs and to get, you know, we got to beat the Chiefs and then, you know, who maybe someone else is going to be the, you know, the number one contender along with us. And right. it's not that I don't believe in the the team and I don't believe in the players. It's that I believe that the competition in the league is so good and it takes so much time to get back to that, just to get back to that point. And then you have to get lucky too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just, there's got to be a certain amount of luck to go into any title run. Bounces I and mean, things have to go your way. Yeah. I mean, look at the, I mean, look at the, the Bengals to even get to the Super Bowl. They had to like get like very fortunate turnovers against to get past the Titans and then get past the uh, Chiefs. And it's not like it's like a simple task and like game in and game out. And that's why it's just like the apprehension where I just I need to get back to that point. Right. Yep. <laughs> like I don't know. It's such a long season. It is. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And and now knowing that, you know, they're, they're, they're in the playoffs three years in a row now. They're division champs two years in a row. It, you know, I don't want to take the regular season for granted at all. But at the same time, um, and, you know, I just, but I, but I want to get to the playoffs. I wanna, like, I don't want to take the season for granted, but I want to get to that, that, those games that really matter to see if they can get over the hump. How about you, Scott, on the West Coast? That's, what Mike was saying. And I think with all the people I go to the bar with to watch Bill's games, all Bill's fans that live out here, I'm always saying at the bar that we just have to enjoy. Like we've had so many bad years. Like you have to enjoy this. Like it doesn't matter if we win a championship. Like if Josh Allen is bringing us contending, you got like, you got to enjoy it, but I'm still during games, super app, like just like Mike was saying, I I'm hesitant, I'm hesitant to cheer. I was jumping around when we scored with 13 seconds left, but then I grabbed my friend who was admittedly very drunk, and I said, "There's still 13 seconds left," <laughs> and he was like, Shh, "You know, like you know, we're screwed. Like it's not over." And when we kick the ball deep, my hesitation actually went less. I was like, "Perfect, they have to." F- go 60 yards in 13 seconds before the field goal we got this so i in general i'm always hesitant i try to say enjoy it enjoy all i and but like i don't always practice that like it's very hard to enjoy sometimes it is well to piggyback off what scott said people are always like how do you feel about the game like that and stuff i'm like well it sucks but honestly when have we got to feel that like that was one of the best football games I've ever watched in my entire life, and it was my team playing. So, I mean, it sucks that we lost, but I still got to watch that. Also, like, I think the mood swings of that game made it, like, awesome. Even though we end up losing, I just think, like, the ups and downs and, like, the the last two minutes of the game, like, cheering and sadness and cheering and, like, and, and, like, in between, like, the touchdowns were, like, also some pretty incredible plays. There was a couple fourth down plays. Like, you're just sitting on the edge of your seat. Knowing the season's on the line. The season's on the line on those fourth downs. 
So like all of that, I would say is me enjoying that. It's just not like showing it in happiness or something like that. Right. The end result still isn't what you wanted, but you were enjoying yeah. the ride, as they say. And I, I would agree with that, too. Enjoying the ride is definitely part of it. And hopefully we can continue to enjoy the ride for the next several seasons and get this team over the hump. Well, guys, I think that's a wrap on this conversation. I, I really enjoyed catching up with you. I thank you for coming on. I hope uh, Sal enjoys to listen to this one day. And, and maybe this gives them a little bit of insight into why we are so dedicated, why they sit there and watch me yell at the football game. And it's not always bad. I mean, we do cheer loudly inside our homes when positive things happen too. You know, Sophie has a video clip of me cheering that I didn't know she was taking with her tablet of me celebrating a touchdown this last year uh, in one of the Bills games. I think it was the Falcons or Jets game because it was definitely one where there was snow falling. And uh, she showed it to me afterwards. I look like a complete idiot. But at least I wasn't swearing, and at least I was cheering instead of complaining. It was a good moment. But yeah, we're we're nuts about Buffalo sports. It's in our blood. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of the Thoughts for Sale podcast. And Sophie Avalia, Sal, remember, your mom and I are always proud of you. We always are here for you, and we always love you. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Thoughts for Sale. And you can find us wherever you download your podcasts. Please subscribe, follow, or share. All right, take it away, Sal. Thank you for listening to the Thoughts for Sale podcast with my daddy, Chris. Bye-bye.